Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Brown Girls Read podcast. This is your host Aman Tiwana and this is Kathy Thakur and both of us love reading books. On this podcast we bring our favorite books to you and discuss the parts that were most meaningful to us and how we found them interesting or relatable as brown girls. Hello 2021. Happy New Year to you all. So happy that finally 2020 is over. That was just a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> But onwards and upwards. We hope your 2021 is better, happier and full of new hope and new beginnings. Happy New Year. You know, New Years are marked by resolutions and a promise to improve our lives in some ways, whether it's achieving some goal or getting healthier or getting rid of toxic people, bad habits. On that note, Kathy, what's your resolution for 2021? <laughs> Are you sure you want to start that topic because I have a list of resolutions and goals and what not for 2021. <laughs> One of my visions for 2021 is to get 20,000 subscribers of our podcast by the end of 2021. Oh wow, that's an awesome vision, Kathy. Please manifest it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know my resolution this year is to make no resolutions because if there's anything that I have learned from 2020 it's that life can always throw you a curveball and all your plans will go right out the window. So this year I'm going to go with the flow. But resolution or not, we are definitely starting this year off on the note of self-improvement. and we are facing our fears because we have decided to address a topic around which most of us have some discomfort or avoidance and that's why today's book is the financial diet by chelsea fagan and lauren verhage a total beginner's guide to getting good with money to give a summary of the book Financial diet is truly a beginner's guide to understanding personal finances. If you feel a bit helpless when it comes to money like budgeting, saving, investing and securing your financial future, then the financial diet is for you. This book will help you take small but important steps toward getting your finances in order and will show you that being financially savvy isn't just about boring budget spreadsheets and savings accounts. It's also about learning to cook well, taking care of yourself, and nurturing your career before we get into the lessons from the book let's hear a quick word from our sponsor at the very beginning of the book chelsea mentions that she started bringing up topics of savings salaries 401k's at her brunches and it made me think about how a lot of us are so uncomfortable discussing this we will discuss way more personal and intimate things with our friends But why is it that when it comes to money we are so uncomfortable sharing anything? Is money a taboo that we don't even list as a taboo? I think it's because we directly relate money to our self-worth. If I am earning less than the person who is at the same position as me, I am not good enough or I'm a failure. We take it on our ego. And that's why talking about our salaries or our net worth or 401k has become such a taboo. and also not discussing salaries has always seemed like such a weird notion to me like i have never understood the reason behind it i think employers have just set this up so that they are not screwed when they are caught paying women or minorities less to do the same job as some other people yeah you're absolutely right not sharing your salaries only helps employers and not us chelsea also writes in the book that 
there is a social pressure to spend money which is so deeply entrenched in the way of living that we have and i have found it to be so true like in the last few years i have started saving a little more also adopting a little bit of a minimalist mindset which means buying less spending less but in social settings i still do feel a lot of pressure there's only so many times that i can suggest let's eat at home when rest of the group wants to go out for brunch and i feel like what are my choices here i can maybe skip out because it doesn't matter once you go out if you ate a big meal or if you ordered a coffee because in the end everyone's going to split the check some part of me knows that if i'm honest with my friends maybe it might be easier but i can't help but worry that i might be judged in some way yeah you know when you say this i'm reminded of that friends episode where phoebe joey and rachel don't want to split the bill and so they have very less food in a restaurant <laughs> i remember that one <laughs> it was actually also good learning in a way right because they had an honest conversation about it with chandler monica and ross so it was great that you know friends address this issue in a fun way kind of Yeah definitely I think often people assume that everyone is in the same bucket as them just because we are friends but it's not always true and I think friends kind of highlighted it in a very light way so the first thing Chelsea talks about in the book is budgeting she says that having a budget is the first step towards financial planning so i want to ask you Daman do you have a monthly or a weekly budget i think the best way for me to respond to this question is by just quoting Chelsea here I have always been allergic to the word budget to put something as stuffy and restricting as a budget on my month to month financial life felt like a punishment does that answer your question <laughs> uh, yeah you know i never had a budget either i guess i was always like yeah i'm getting money in my checking account every month that's more than enough right to live my day to day life but now actually started thinking about the fact that i don't want to have a 9 to 5 job after the age of 35 or 40 i'm like this salary isn't enough to sustain my needs so i need to get into budgeting now i know and so yeah and it's so great that this book addressed it and on the same note she says the things we think we need to fulfill our lifestyles like manicures daily iced coffees new shoes expensive cocktails are not always actually necessary and i feel like this is my biggest learning from covid honestly i completely agree with that i feel like even before covid i found some of these things like manicure pedicure especially really wasteful but covid definitely has shown us much more than that cocktails for example now that we have started our own virtual happy hour i don't think i would want to go out and spend 12 to 15 dollars on one cocktail when i know that i can make it much better and cheaper at home right and i realize that i can live without those ridiculously expensive 15 dollar eyebrows and upper lips you know <laughs> threading and of course it also gave us a self confidence to you know successfully ignore our mustaches because no one looks at it anymore <laughs> it's a different way of life <laughs> fair point and not only do you save money in that you also save yourself from that unnecessary pain right Well coming back to budgeting again I just want to share a few apps that Chelsea has mentioned in the book they're called Mint and you need a budget but she does recommend that before you go into all these apps for budgeting try doing it manually in like a excel spreadsheet or something because it really helps you see things in a more real way 
I have used Mint in the past and after reading this book, I downloaded it again. And honestly, it's hard to do this whole budgeting thing and to look at all of it, like your entire mess of impulse shopping and whatnot. But still, it's part of the whole adulting thing that we have to do. Yeah, exactly. I also love that she emphasizes that your money shouldn't just sit there in a checking account. Your money should be actively working and always doing something that is to your benefit and always reaching towards a goal on its own. And by making your money work for you, she means investing. One really important mindset that the financial diet gave me is that investment is not just stocks or bonds like we think. It could also be investing in a 401k, which is much easier. And you know, for the longest time, I thought of investment as something that smarter people did and that I wasn't smart enough to invest until I started talking to these smarter people who invest their money. And I realized everyone is actually clueless. And they put in a lot of effort and a lot of time in learning about the things they want to invest in. So it's not really magic. It's just smart work coupled with some hard work. Yeah, exactly. We can learn anything if we put our minds to it, right? But you're so right. That whole image of investment person I also for the longest time thought that investing is just for old white dudes because that's what you see in media and movies and everywhere. Yeah. And I also love that in the book, she calls out that not everyone has to go for this high risk, high reward kind of investment. You can choose something that fits your personality if it really overwhelms you, especially in the beginning. You know, just be you and you can still grow. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that she mentions is to become the CEO of your own life. And I love this because in a book about building your finances, she has given importance to your actual work and how to get better at networking so you can become successful at what you do. And she also tells the importance of having side hustles, not because of money, but because putting all your hopes and dreams on one job or one career is just not practical. Yeah, I absolutely love how she puts it that having multiple streams of income doesn't just mean money. It also means that no one employer is your professional destiny. That is so important, that learning that we do not have to put all our eggs in one basket. I know side hustles are so important in today's world, you know. I feel like we have been taught from the beginning that once you start working a full-time job, just focus on the job. Our parents leave everything fun to after retirement. But I don't feel like that's the right way of living your life. Or, you know, there are some people who get caught up too much in their full-time jobs. Or there are others who think that side hustles aren't worth it because they can't make money out of it. I think all these are sort of just excuses. Yeah, they can be. They can be excuses. But I also think that a lot of it comes from what we have been hearing our entire lives. Just go back a few years in your own life. I don't think we heard of this side hustle concept so much. And nobody was talking to us about building multiple streams of income. It was all about you finish your education, you get a job, you work hard at that same job, retire. That's it. Right. And now for a quick break and a word from our sponsor. I want to tell you about Ubico. Ubico sets new world standards for simple, secure login, preventing unauthorized access to computers, servers, and internet accounts. The YubiKey from Ubico is a physical security key using two-factor authentication to protect your accounts. As more of us continue to work from home, it is more important than ever to protect your secure information. So what can you do to protect your accounts? 
Ubico is offering our listeners $10 off your next purchase of $100 or more using the code POD at ubico.com. That's code POD at ubico.com. Say hello to the YubiKey and goodbye to account takeovers. Another thing I loved in this book is the chapter on cooking. She has really urged us to look at cooking as an everyday thing and not as something that you do once in a while to take an Instagram pic. <laughs> which is the trend nowadays <laughs> it actually opened up my mind to look at cooking in a different way you know like as a way to save money and to plan my finances better yeah the way she puts it really makes you appreciate cooking as an important life skill as opposed to something that has been enforced on you when i was reading this chapter i felt like oh i'm kind of like a pro in this because i got much of these learnings growing up in a brown household and even when i didn't want to learn all of that i still got some of it like what basic utensils you need how to plan or prep for foods or just the names of different herbs and spices oh my god now that you mentioned that you know i never learned cooking or anything about utensils at my house so when i started living alone i had absolutely no clue how to cook a meal how to buy vegetables what masalas to buy and i'm so glad that my first ever roommate was so awesome because she literally taught me this life skill you know and now that i think about it i'm like why would my parents send me out into this big bad world that is just trying to take my money away from me without teaching me this basic life skill you know <laughs> <laughs> you know when i was living at home my mom used to really push me to learn this skill and i used to push back so much because i was like i don't want to learn any of it because in india it's not like it's a life skill it's something a girl should know how to do and that pissed me off so much so i would push back always but still somewhere passively i think my mom's cooking has creeped its way into my hands which has been so helpful honestly and i also feel we live in a great age now that you can just teach yourself if you don't know anything like you can find so much stuff on youtube and there are so many amazing food bloggers out there i just want to call out two of my favorites if you want to check out one is peach cobbler food and other one is pinch of yum oh awesome i'll i think i'll definitely check it out but having said all that the mindset of cooking that chelsea mentions in the book i was like i wish we were taught cooking like that you know like 10 kinds of recipes you need to have with you the kinds of basic utensils you would need that's so awesome and my favorite part about this chapter is that there is also a cocktail recipe in there when i saw that i was like oh yes we have something else to make on our happy hours <laughs> yeah i also liked the chapter on home kit you know she gives us some basic steps on the essentials of renting a home and her list of things to keep at home to become your own handy woman It's like everything that I wanted to know but I was too lazy to research on my own and because of that I would pay exorbitant amounts to someone else to do my home repairs. Oh I know. I think we naturally are not very good at DIY because back home we would always get help for so cheap, right? I know that's so cool, right? That's one great part about India. Cheap manual labor and handyman's. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. In this chapter she also mentioned something else which I want to share with you. She says that the desire to fill your life with all the things that you believe will make you a more whole or realized person has to go because it drains your checking account and fills your life with clutter. And I can personally vouch for this statement because when I first moved to California 
I got my first real job. I was making good money compared to when I was a student. So I was like, okay, now it's time to revamp my life. So I'm going to make my apartment really cute and pretty. And I went on Pinterest and I started getting ideas. So I would buy all this stuff from Target and other stores. And pretty soon everywhere, there was just so much clutter, which was not me. And I had filled my life trying to <laughs> be a Pinterest board. Such a big fail. Oh, no, I can't believe you fell for that. <laughs> because, you know, like, I, I also saw all those beautiful rooms, right? And then I was like, this is such a huge effort. First of all, it requires money. You have to go out and buy something, right? Instead of just living a minimalist lifestyle and having the room as it is. It's good <laughs> enough. <laughs> this is such an idea of, like, improving your life just by adding knickknacks here and there, which is all a lie. Or at least that was not for me. That's what I've learned. Yeah. And you know, another thing that I want to talk about is that people spend crazy amounts on shoes, clothes, and on household items. And the reasons that they give for this are YOLO. But I'm like, maybe you don't understand the meaning of YOLO. Like, if you work really hard and achieve your dreams, that is probably what YOLO is. Spending your life savings on a Range Rover is probably not what YOLO means because then you really won't have any money to eat and you'll literally die in that moment, <laughs> right? After <laughs> two or three hours. <laughs> yeah. I, I think YOLO has just become a hashtag for doing things that maybe you felt a little guilty about. And speaking of falling for things online, there's another thing in the book that I think is very important for everyone to know and remember that empty inspirational sayings are one of the most dangerous thing a young ambitious woman can encounter because they don't just make you feel like you are failing to live up to your truest potential. They also make you feel like you are an asshole for failing. I feel that's so true. Like there are so many of these quotes floating around which can send such a wrong message to people who are probably just starting out to make something for themselves. That's why I wanted to bring this up. And I also want to ask you, what are your favorite inspirational quotes that we should just denounce? I think we already talked about one of those quotes. You only live once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think that it has just been taken in the wrong context in the sense that people just want to spend money in the name of, you know, oh, we only live once. Why don't we enjoy it? Yeah, I think it's uh, another manifestation of live your every day like it's the last. I don't think it's a very practical thing to do. Always thinking that this is your last day. So do whatever, like empty your savings account and all. It's not very practical way to live. Right. If I were to denounce a quote, that would be travel now, save later. I have seen this so many times on all these travel Instagrams and whatnot. And I feel it sends such a wrong message. Like if you're not traveling, you're somehow failing at life or you're doing it wrong because you're working hard right now or because you don't have enough savings by now. You should be traveling. Why isn't everyone traveling? I know there's a lot of pressure to travel nowadays. <laughs> True. And if you think about it, it's very recent, especially after the invent of Instagram, I feel. For the entirety of humanity, I don't think people were traveling globally. It's a very recent thing. And we need to remember that. Or maybe people are traveling globally, but they weren't showing off that much. <laughs> True. Columbus traveled. Vasco de Gama traveled. Just to name a few. Yeah. But they weren't like, you know, taking pictures all the time with... <laughs> With natives. 
Well, they didn't have Instagram. If they had it, that's what they would do. Oh, yeah, of course. The pilgrims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check out shapeandfoster.com. Shape and Foster is a lifestyle development app that provides monthly actionable insight from six experts in mental health, financial planning, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and a life coach. It is the one-stop shop for self-improvement. The app provides a proactive and informed approach to improving your mental well-being by enabling practices and habits to be built. Lifestyle development is about enhancing your quality of life by improving awareness, identity, and potential. One community of actionable insight. Learn from the six pillars essential to a healthy heart and a healthy mind in one unique app. Visit www.shapeandfoster.com for your free 14-day trial. Now it's time for brownie points. And before that, we want to give a shout out to Golden Seeker 97 for leaving us a great review on Apple Podcasts. It's a really good relatable podcast where you discuss important books in a fun, light-hearted way. Thank you Golden Seeker 97. Thank you so much. And now on to the brownie points. The financial diet actually started as a Tumblr page and now it's grown to another level. I just love it when people stick with things and build upon them to take them to the next levels. And that's why I would give this a brownie point. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, I have been following the financial diet on Instagram for a while now. and once i found that this book exists i was like i need it in my life because slowly and gradually the financial diet has helped me a lot even if in small minor ways the discomfort we have around money or how we avoid talking about financial topics tft was always giving me reminders that it's okay to feel that way and then it's also part of growing up to take responsibility which isn't as scary as we make it out to be Yeah, it's a great book and it's a great resource. And I'll probably go back to the book again and again to remind myself of these important points. And another brownie point I would give to this book for the super cute illustrations by Lauren Verhage. Just for those I would keep this book in my collection forever. And this was a discussion on the book The Financial Diet by Chelsea Pagan and Lauren Verhage. No matter where you are in your financial journey, it still is a great resource for everyone, especially young women, I would say. The sooner we learn about the basics of finance, credit scores, budgeting, and investments, the better equipped we can be for our future selves. And for our next episode, we have invited Chelsea Fagan on the podcast to share more about her financial journey and the financial diet. Until then, keep listening! Thank you for listening to this episode of Brown Girls Read podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and a comment. You can support us at anchor.fm/browngirlsread/support. Your support will allow us to continue this podcast and bring more episodes to you. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram Brown Girls Read Pod and Brown Girls Read One on Twitter. If you have book recommendations for us, you can leave us a comment or message on our social media and you can also subscribe to us on YouTube for more content.